This is L'Inconnu Conversations, and I'm your host, Leila Gresh, founder and director of L'Inconnu Art Gallery. In this period of quarantine, where we are all physically isolated from our communities, we connect in a digital sphere as a means to remain interconnected. I opened up the podcast to informal conversations with friends of the gallery, artists, curators, dealers, collectors, etc., members of the community, you could say, to express and share between each other and also extend it out to our audience as to what is happening right now and, and what has happened and to include the rest of you in the conversation. So put in your headphones, go for a walk, blast it, do what you got to do and enjoy. Okay, so... Okay. Hi, today I'm with Fiona of Sandy Brown Gallery, and would you like to start by telling us where you are and a bit about your background and how you came to open Sandy Brown Gallery? Sure. Hi, Leila. <laughs> I'm in Berlin at my gallery here, and we've just reopened, having been closed for the past weeks. We've got Beatrice and Marquis' exhibition, Happy Yellowing, on until the end of May. So... I I opened the gallery in 2010 and had been working previously in art writing and working on art publications, doing independent curating. I'd worked for a few galleries as well. And just before making the decision to open a gallery, I yeah, just thought it would sort of be or envisage that it would be allow me to sort of draw all of these interests and experience together you know just having this space or you know having a gallery space you can really sort of determine all of your working conditions and how it will be and sort of shape it quite intently I would say so that's sort of how it all came about and you said you've already reopened so that's great yeah yeah so yeah, I think some galleries reopened last week already and we've just reopened this week. I think a bunch of people are just sort of taking it slowly. Not everybody's opening. Even currently. though it's um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think some people are still doing like disappointment only and we're just requiring people to register In before advance. they come by. And yeah. only like one at a time, more or less. Yeah, one or two. Yeah. Yeah. And then your programming will just continue on as it was set after? Um, well, not really. I mean, I'm not sure, to be honest, like how things are going to go ahead because we had an exhibition by Josie Kid Crow planned to open now, basically. Mm. And he's coming from Australia. Oh. So that was sort of going to be a big project for him to be working here or finishing off the pieces here. So... I think realistically that would probably be pushed back to September. At this stage, that's sort of the current plan. And I think, you know, as far as our next exhibition goes, it's still to be determined mm -hmm. because just based on conversations with colleagues, like some people aren't planning new shows before the end of the summer, so they'll just, you know, Close. continue with their existing exhibitions mm -hmm. and then reopen a new exhibition in September. So, yeah, I'm not sure if it's the right conditions to be, you know, presenting new shows yeah. in. So we'll see. But I think, you know, there's there's quite a few things in the pipeline, so something could just sort of 
come up spontaneously. But I'm in contact with a lot of colleagues about how people are feeling about the current situation and what, what's sort of happening and trying to plan a little bit. But it just feels really it's it's quite hard at this point. Yeah. And you also participated in something called Not Cancelled, which happened in a few European cities. Yeah. And what was your experience with that in this time? Yeah, it was good. It came about fairly quickly, which was mm-hmm. nice. And there were quite sort of open specifications of how to or sort of the type of material to submit. Some people featured their current exhibitions that weren't open to the public, and we decided to present a selection of works by Camilla Bischoff. Mm. And, yeah, it felt like just the sort of fast way it came together was quite nice, like just in this environment of stagnation yeah. <laughs> um, for the past weeks. And we had some inquiries about the works that we presented and I think the format was really nice so just sort of visually mm-hmm. quite a good way of presenting a lot of material and I can sort of see these platforms becoming more and more interesting you know we've participated in a number of online events and projects over the years but mm-hmm. it's interesting that now due to physical spaces being closed and that sort of being all that we're left with their significance is really increased and I think I can see it continuing in this direction. And have you had any fairs that have had to be postponed or what is your take on the whole art fair culture at this time? Yeah, interesting. I mean, before Corona, I was planning on doing significantly less fairs this year, at least, and just Mm -hmm. sort of seeing how that went. We just did one fair last year and actually ended up with a better bank balance than previous years of doing many, many fairs. So that's great. <laughs> so, yeah, it's sort of, you know, I've sort of been questioning our participation in all of these fairs for a little while because it's just so hard to just even cover your costs when you're working with young artists whose prices are still relatively low. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. And even if you sell out, it's sort of, you know, you can just break even if yeah. you're lucky. So I think it's a model that's not necessarily working for many people and yeah we've done fairs since 2013 and have sort of been quite active during those years like doing up to six fairs a year so I think at that time like just really establishing the gallery and being involved in all of these events was great meeting loads of people but you know it still has to come together financially and I think the last few years for many people is not you know the fairs really haven't been coming through yeah so I know that a lot of people that can be where they make a lot of their sort of annual revenue that's certainly not the case for us our exhibitions have actually just been generating more income which has been nice and I would actually prefer to be focusing on the programming at the gallery yeah. So that's our plan. And that was all sort of before BC, you know, before Corona. So <laughs> the fact that it sort of happened now has really put my current interest in fairs even sort of further down the line. That's interesting. Yeah, because that was going to be my next question. Like, what do you think would be in lieu of the fairs? Um, and it seems to, yeah, just bring it back to the gallery and enhance the programming. Yeah. And now that especially that there's more digital platforms being birthed and being accepted, then those are other means of, of getting the work out there as well. You know, you don't necessarily need to set up shop temporarily yeah. in another city and gamble. 
yeah. I mean, I think there's still definitely a long way to go for all of these online sales and mm-hmm. stuff like that, especially for younger spaces. Um, yeah. And, you know, until also some of the technology becomes accessible and you sort of incorporate it into your workflow. But, yeah, I definitely see potential in it. And I think it would have not been as interesting had we not been faced with the current situation with the pandemic. Yeah. I think it sort of would have taken more time to evolve. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think the, I think it's going to be a hard year in any case. And I think the fairs, with them all sort of being pushed back to between September and November, you know, I received a shipping schedule from one of the European shippers via email during the week. And I think there was minimum, I don't know, maybe 15 fairs, like just outlining their sort of transport schedule wow. over this three, three months. And that's not even really... Certain of them, so yeah, you know things need to be reestablished, and people sort of need to return to activities and things. But it makes sense that some things are sort of completely cancelled for this year. Yeah, having this really packed program after the summer is going to be not so appealing necessarily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and are there any highlights? throughout your gallery's career that you want to bring up or like some defining moments uh, <laughs> regardless of the pandemic? Um, let me think. That's a good question. I think definitely doing our and statements in 2018 with Aude mm-hmm. And that was a really exciting project to be presenting there. Yeah, that was definitely a real big step for us I guess like I've always as our years have sort of gone on it's always been you know you sort of go from one thing to the next so if I think about it back from the beginning say you know doing Freeze London in 2014 that was sort of like a big step that we made at the time and yeah there's got to be some other highlights apart from pairs yeah so it's interesting (laughs) that maybe it has helped in the past but as the gallery has grown, its its relevance has lessened. So that's also an interesting yeah. trajectory as well. Yeah, yeah. And what year did you start representing artists or did you do that right away? No, so I think it was either either 2012, maybe 2012. Yeah. Yeah, and that was our first. Our first artist was Timothy Davies, who was part of the initial uh, or debut exhibition here. And that was something that I really wanted to take my time with because I was interested in in working with younger or primarily sort of um, emerging artists. And, yeah, it didn't really make sense to me just to open with a list of artists who I may or may not have worked with before Mm. or haven't even had, like, you know, a solo gallery exhibition before. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a very sort of deliberate choice that I made just to do various exhibitions and also with artists that there was no view to continue working with either they were sort of more established or it was sort of just like project-based. And have you ever thought of opening another location? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a few things currently in the pipeline, Mm -hmm. um, which... Can't discuss. Yeah, there's various <laughs> locations. <laughs> well, they're, they're really diverse. They're sort of like, yeah, there's a couple of locations that I'm currently considering. And that would probably realistically be more of a showroom type scenario rather than like a full gallery 
yeah, but there's there's three three different cities that I'm thinking of at the moment. But yeah, like I said, it, it sort of would just be maybe not doing the full program of exhibitions, just mm-hmm. sort of presenting works and inviting people personally or having like a small group to attend the shows or presentations. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've been asking everybody this question about what your quarantine routine is. And I just think it's interesting because as we've, I mean, now you're slightly moving out of the quarantine stage, Um, but it's how we've taken this habitual skeleton and imprinted it on a new scenario and what has kind of taken and what has kind of left or what has opened up. So yeah, if you want to share. (laughs) Gosh, well, I mean, having a, a baby, I feel like I'd been in some sort of quarantine <laughs> conditions already. So I don't really feel like my life changed that much in a way mm-hmm. um, because we would spend a lot of time like at home and in the neighbourhood and then it's just, you know, five, ten minutes walk to the gallery. Awesome. So not much really sort of changed for us. Like, you know, I, I was just like working at home and the gallery, which I sort of continue doing, I guess, yeah, on a sort of daily basis there was just sort of less excursions and less going out. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I spoke with Camilla yesterday, one of my artists, and mm-hmm. she said the same, that she's just sort of at home and going to her studio, which is what she's doing. Normally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would have loved to have had some, like, complete lifestyle reinvigoration or something like that, but that's yeah. not the case. <laughs> well, I guess it's circumstantial, as you described, yeah. you know. So, yeah. yeah. So that's about it. I think we've covered most yeah. of it, unless you had anything you wanted to add or any questions. Yeah, well, yeah. I'd, love to, I'd love to find out about what you've been up to because you've moved to New York. Yeah, so right now I'm, I was like in the midst of taking many swift actions towards that, but everything hit pause. Yeah. So I made it back from New York on the 12th of March and then pretty much the city shut down on the 15th. And so everything is moving forward, but at a very slow down rate. So Mm -hmm. I'm just patiently here, safe in Canada, (laughs) waiting till it's safe to return to the U.S. And I mean, they've closed the border as well between Canada and the U.S., which hadn't been done for like since the founding of the country almost. So it's going to take time. And I mean, from what I can tell with the US right now, they still have a big mess to clean up. (laughs) Whereas, you know, Europe and and Canada are starting to Mm -hmm. reopen like next week, businesses are starting to reopen in Canada. So Mm -hmm. it is the plan either if it'll be at the end of 2020, or in early 2021, we shall see. But I have (laughs) the gallery space, it's in Chinatown, and Mm -hmm. I'll be living above it. And yeah. I have like the architectural plans underway and the contractors geared up. So just, you know, being patient. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's exciting. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that you were able to leave safely mm-hmm. when you could and that your plans are just sort of prolonged yeah. a bit. Yeah. And, yeah. Rather than just completely thrown into chaos yeah yeah Yeah, they're already like because with these things there's so many different people involved and different bureaucracies so there were already delays that were out of my control so I was already prepared for this you know I was like okay it's just a little longer but like you like I have a lot of things in the pipeline and 
it's just about kind of like a puzzle, you know, like which piece can go in and which one goes out, you know, so just kind of gearing as much as I can and, and also being respectful to people within the art world and collectors. And it's not really a time to push for anything. So just kind of keeping in communication and yeah, being nimble to the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to hear though, that things are slowly opening up again in Canada. Yeah. It's still unclear as to what exactly is, is opening. (laughs) I keep trying to look it up, but what I know is not opening is malls or hairdressers or restaurants yet. But yeah, yeah, the stay at home order was until March 4th. And I mean, sorry, May 4th. I'm so disoriented (laughs) sometimes. But but yeah, yeah. So, well, thank you so much, Fiona, for doing the podcast with Lincoln. And um, I hope to see you soon. I I haven't been back to Berlin since I last saw you there right before I opened the gallery. Oh, wow. That's ages. Yeah. 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 So when the world opens, you know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. Thank you. Thanks. It was nice to chat.